0: Welcome to another episode of Family Goals with David Pollock and Pastor Jay.
1: I'm already pissed right out the gates <laughs> because we were told to bring items and we have items on our desk yeah. that, that represent us or that, which by the way, it sucked. I hated the exercise in itself. Yeah. I was like, honey, I'm supposed to bring three items that show my personality. I was like, what shows my personality? She was like... I don't know. And we started talking about it and she gave me the list. So I have my stuff, you know, clearly.
0: Well, let's go over your items. Right. Well, no, let's go over your <laughs> items because you don't have any.
1: Like, somebody's brought, supposed to follow rules around my, here and I'm my, not usually the one that does. I
0: brought my alma mater uh, pennant, JSU Gamecocks.
1: I didn't know you went to JSU.
0: You didn't know that? I didn't.
1: Yeah. I assumed you went to LSU with your boy yeah. fandom, but no. So y'all beat the, uh, y'all beat Florida State.
0: I I'm, I'm appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, be Florida State. I mean, it's like it's like being the
1: world's fastest elephant, but that's
0: okay. I mean, <laughs> you're still slow and you're still awful. But, I mean, Florida State. Hey, Florida State's awesome. Yeah, they're 0-3. There yeah. ACC.
1: They might be the worst in the ACC, which is saying something. Yeah. That's okay, though. But, anyways, I brought my football, you yeah. know, for youth league football, for coaching, okay. and brought my – you know, my, my mug over here. Cause apparently I love coffee. I love coffee. I didn't know I was going to have one delivered to me. Thank you, Joel. I appreciate that. Joe You're welcome. Put some uh,
0: water in your coffee for you.
1: Correct. You got to make it taste decent. Coffee sucks, but it tastes better when you add water. And then I brought a book because apparently I'm a reader now. That's, that's something that's new in the past several years. Um,
0: I, I, I would think you were an audio book guy. No, I like the book books. in my hand. I don't like the actual book, correct. not like not I do, like Kindle. I do like
1: podcasts though. I, I listen to podcasts all the time too. And then I got my meathead protein shake in my coffee cup. So And now I threw it over on the table. I'm how a how
0: many of those do you drink a day? Uh I usually do the bars. This is this is my
1: son who's an a, a meathead now too, which is amazing. But
0: you know, DeChambeau, are you familiar with golf? Yes. Bryson DeChambeau, yeah. he, he put on like 40 pounds, but he it's drinks amazing. like 12 shakes a day. That's <laughs> awesome. I love, I love, I, I, the
1: golf community hates Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. Because he's oh, different. I love him. Yeah, but a lot of people don't like him. I, I I absolutely love him. He just bombs. You know, he has every iron the same distance. All of his irons are, they're different faces, but they're all the five iron length.
0: Oh, the same length. Yeah. Yes, that's his,
1: that's his favorite yeah. length. Yeah. which is kind of crazy because I like shorter clubs. I don't know about you. Like the yeah. lower the club, usually I, the more consistent I am. Right, it's crazy, man. He swings yeah. them all the. Basically, he wants every swing to be exactly the same. He's which, got big grips too. Yeah, I got enormous grips on mine too. It helps. Do you really? Oh yeah, I got the jumbo grips because I got enormous mitts. Yeah, so it helps, but my golf game—it's not helping too much. We need to get out there.
0: I'm in. You and I need to get out there. almost. I, must, I what, I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring some stuff, but I, I was gonna bring my uh, hole in one golf ball. I didn't bring mine. I and didn't I keep, I didn't like keep a, my
1: hole-in-one golf ball. What you,
0: ho- you've made a hole-in-one? I have.
1: Are what, you serious? What, what,
0: tell me about the hole that you got a hole-in-one. Eighth hole, Jennings Mill. They're in Athens, close to you. It was a fundraiser golf tournament for the – Jennings Mill's Titans, tough. Titans. Titans football, which you're, I know you're a big supporter of. Titans. But, yeah, it was like 127-yard. Pitching wedge? Pitching wedge. I mean, did you, did you per- know you flushed perfect, it like right when you hit it? flushed it. And it just – I mean, I've, we've got video. We've got, we've got. Uh, maybe we'll show a video someday. We
1: probably need to talk about something important.
0: Something Joel, like can one. you grab me that basketball out there?
1: Oh, you want a basketball? Or maybe yeah.
0: Wojak can get it. Justin's got that could be my item. There you go. I saw a basketball when I came in. Nice. It's a way to be prepared. Nice. <laughs> That's how you should do your sermons from now on.
1: Hey, I'm Pastor Jay. I don't know what we're talking about today, but it's going to be great. I yeah. struck out Brett Favre.
0: Did you see Favre last night on uh I did. Peyton? Now, what are your thoughts on Peyton and Eli? I, I gonna, love I was, it. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. I mean they're
1: I love it. But uh I didn't I didn't think Favre's segment was
0: the best. <laughs> but I thought, uh I thought they should have had Favre tell more stories. Yeah. Um instead of talking football, but you know. Yeah. He's uh he could have talked about getting struck out by me and that, All- that, that would have
1: been awesome. He probably
0: remembers yeah. it like it was yesterday. We need to reach out. Yes, it's probably something he regrets in life. Probably. So, but you like Eli and Peyton. I do. I, I think it's cool. Yeah. I think it's enjoyable. I just
1: think it's a different. It's not as like I turn the other one on and I turn theirs on. Mm-hmm. It's just not as corporate. It feels more comfortable. It feels yeah. And then you hear they just talk football the whole time. It's kind of cool. There's no, you know, in and out of breaks. So they're not worried about X, Y, and Z. They kind of just let it rip. And it's kind of I, I, I enjoyed that. I, yeah. I definitely enjoyed it. I mean, Lindsay were watching it last night, and I was like, I can't. I'm not. I'm not turning it back. I like this. I like listening. I kept this it more. on there the whole yeah. time.
0: I bet everybody. I bet a lot Definitely. of people do. I'd be curious. I'm curious to see what the ratings are and all that stuff. So, hey, it's good seeing you. I'm excited about this podcast because we're getting to hang out. You and I normally don't hang out. No, I, mean, I, I, see, I see you on TV. Yeah,
1: I have. I have way better friends than you. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> hang out with way way cooler people than you for sure.
0: Well, I'm, yeah, I'm so busy. So yeah. you,
1: you got a lot. That's my favorite thing, and everybody's yeah. so busy. <laughs> I get in trouble with my wife sometimes
0: with that too. I'm like, we're so we're getting to hang here, we're getting to talk sports, and and so, so today's episode, we're going to talk about lessons learned from sports. And there's so many life lessons from sports. You and I love sports. It's a great teacher. It's the best of teacher of life. It's and the so, it's the
1: best teacher. It's the only, in certain areas. I mean, it's just the only teacher that you can really use, like the Oconee County area. It's a it's a different area. There's not a lot of not a lot of struggle going on in Oconee County where we're from, and um, it's the only thing that can create that struggle for him. It's the, yeah. I mean, I, I ask my wife all the time. We we'd be home coming home from the lake, and we always have these philosophical talks, whether she likes it or not. And I'm always bringing up things and bringing up things and bringing up things. Why do you think about stuff? I, I don't know. That's where my brain works, babe. But I'm like, where do our kids struggle? Like, wh- Where do we have, how do we make them, cre- how do we create struggle? Listen, I don't, I don't want my kids to, to have the hardest things in life, but how do I create some of that in their life that they know what it is when they hit it? Because it's coming. It's going to mm-hmm. come at some point, obviously. We're all going to hit it. And so, you know, we talk about that a lot in our relationship and how can we find those areas that we can create that. And sports does that mm-hmm. automatically yeah. because you win, you lose. You win because of someone else. You lose because of someone else. That's hard to mm-hmm. that's hard to stomach for a lot of people. Like, I, I mean, it's a it's a tough task. Like, I, wait a minute, I did my job right, but we lost. That's
0: that's the way it works. That's the way life works. Def, definitely in team sports. Yeah, which that was that was one of the things that led me into tennis. tennis. Yeah, because I would get so frustrated. You know, we would lose a game. That you're depending on eight other people in, in baseball. It's tough being
1: perfect, isn't it? Yeah. It was never your fault you
0: lost. It was just it's tough. You know, I struck out Brett Favre, but what, what did y'all do? I mean. Well, let's talk about lesson one I have written down here is learning to compete. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? Sports, teaches. 100%. I mean, we're talking about everybody, but families, our kids.
1: Listen, do some people innately know how to compete? 100%. Some people are born with a desire. I was born with a competitive spirit. Not everybody learns is born with that competitive spirit and it has to be taught. You have to understand like, and, and how you teach it, I think as a coach is important because the Lord knows I've screwed it up enough with five, six, seven, eight year old kids. Now I'm on my kids. The kids have gone through the cycles. Now they're up to 12 you. Um, but you definitely have to teach kids how to compete, how to compete and and life takes fight. Life takes competing and mm. you got to learn what that looks like. And how to compete and how to give your best, but again, understanding that sometimes your best isn't good enough, but you got to be able to accept that. Like I gave my best, I gave everything I could. I wasn't good enough mm-hmm. today. Um, and how to handle that and how to respond to that too. But I, I, I love that you put that first because life takes fight, life takes competitiveness and you better compete in every aspect of your life.
0: Well, that's, you know, Jolen's actually in here with us, my son. And, uh, so I had the privilege of, playing sports with Jolen growing up. But that was one of the conversations that, you know, if we'd lose the game and Jolen's disappointed, that was like my number one question is, well, did you give it your best? I mean, did you? Yeah. Because that, to me, that success is, hey, I gave it my best. Sometimes the person across the tennis court, he, he's Djokovic. He, He's just better than you, yeah. no matter what you do. So <laughs> this is kind of a funny story, but Jolen's tennis coach in high school is a guy named Porky Bird. Porky. And, Porky. What a name! And, uh, that's his
1: real name, or that was a nickname. Well, that's a nickname, nickname. But when he
0: was a kid, his whole life is Porky, and so he played number one for NC State in tennis. And what does that mean? Uh, played number one for? He NC? was the number the one. He was the there. best tennis player at NC State.
1: You say so? You like you? You say I play number one. That's the like the vernacular.
0: Yeah. So so there's six singles lines. So you played number one, number two, number oh, three, number four. Six number,
1: singles lines. Yeah. What does that mean? Like players.
0: Yeah, six players. Wow. Okay, this
1: is foreign to me. This is okay. So there's six. You and
0: John Isner were buddies.
1: I'm good friends with tennis buddies. I mean, I know about this crap, but so so there's six players that are only there's only six single players on a team. Exactly. Total.
0: You got to be yeah. You got to. be – Is there like
1: walk ons and other people that there's walk
0: ons, but they're kind of like practice players. They're not getting to play in the real match. Okay,
1: so you fight for the number one seed every week.
0: Yeah. So like John Isner played number one for University of Georgia. So so when they're play when they play the national championship and. We went to that. Who did who Illinois? Did they, huh?
1: Illinois. Illinois. That's yeah. right.
0: Yeah. So, so Isner. I like on that the, we
1: gave Jolin a mic.
0: Isner's on I feel the feels special. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Hey, we are big time here.
1: Big time. We and got,
0: and I want to point out we're wearing um,
1: real deal headphones. Yeah, headphones. Yeah, you brought those today. That was your <laughs> contribution,
0: right? <laughs> you we, we've got a whole team. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> All right, continue. Oh, so Isner. So so they're playing Illinois in the national championship. Isner's there. Is your place their best player, and theoretically, number two singles plays their number their second best player. Your third best plays. Could you do some gamesmanship with that, though? A lot of gamesmanship going on. I there. would a lot of sandbagging. If
1: the number one guy is clearly better than everybody, so, then just throw a scrub out there and try to win the other ones.
0: Yeah, so that time. That's, sorry that's if you're the sixth guy and I just called you a scrub, but you're six for. A reason. But that happens. It happens in Alta. What it, were you? It were happens you, you in ladies 4.0. Were you ever the one guy? I was the number one guy. Really, Jalen? Yeah. Was he? He
1: was. Yeah, it's true.
0: My nickname in college was Big Dog. Big Dog. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now it's Pastor Jay. (laughs) You're welcome.
1: (laughs) We played played number one, what, two weeks ago?
0: So Jolin and I are playing together in Alta. Doubles? Doubles. Wow, that's awesome. Yep. We played number one.
1: Is Jolin in his physical prime? I feel like I'm past my physical prime. He's young. I don't know. How old are you, Jolin? I don't know. 24. 24. I feel like we're, we should be coming into our physical 27
0: prime. 27 is physical prime for a male. I think 24. So why is he past
1: his then if he's 24?
0: He's kind of let himself go a little yeah, bit. Dude. Oh, well. Yeah, dude. Probably, probably has something to do with the diet. Family goals. exercise, Family goals. All right. Where are we at? Back to competing. Competing. Learning to compete. So sports teaches us to compete. Yeah. Anything 100%. else on that? No. I think we hit it. All right. I wanted to share some lessons, you know, uh Billy Bryce, Chase Bryce's dad. Yeah. So Billy was the best baseball coach Jolan ever had and was did wonders for, for Jolan's baseball game. Billy, Billy played like double-A ball. And he had these three rules. When he came out for kids' sports, I think Jolan was six or seven at the time. So his three rules for kids' sports were play hard. Yeah. When you cross the line, you give a hundred percent. His second rule was Have a great attitude. No matter what, you know, you're representing your family. Of course, we're representing Christ when we play. Yeah. And then his third rule uh, was to have fun. And I think so many of these these youth league coaches get a little crazy. Are missing out that hey, we're we're in this thing to have fun. And so I thought that was a great lesson I learned from Billy because when I started coaching, you know, because I coached Julia and Joel, and that was my three rules. Give it your best, have a great attitude, and have fun. And you're reminding the kids of that. The other thing I learned from Billy. It's funny because
1: I have three things that I ask my kids after every game. We never talk about touchdowns. We never talk about stolen bases or success or touchdowns. That's not. We don't do that because that's not the most important part of the game. I don't care about any of that stuff. Did you have fun? Did you try as hard as you could? Mm. And I love you regardless. Those are the three things I like that. I don't, I don't care if you sucked and you were the worst player on the field. When we leave here, I love you. And you're my son. I love you. You're my daughter. Like no matter what. So very, very similar. And our, our mantra for, for us is attitude and effort. It's always been attitude and effort. Mm -hmm. You only control your attitude and effort. You're, and to me, attitude is having fun, having a positive attitude. Like this is fun. This is awesome. And then given everything I have, that's, all you control. You don't control outcomes. You don't control perfection. You control your attitude and you control your effort. So very, yeah, very, very similar.
0: Very similar. The the other thing with Billy that I, that I loved is he had a very good demeanor with the kids. He never lost his temper. He he always like like kept us cool, and I really appreciated that, especially when the kids were Tiny. really small. Yeah. You know, because all all about having fun. Because if you're not having fun, they're not going to want to keep playing. Mm-mm. So the goal for me. Which they want to keep playing, play next year. Yeah, play next year. You know, if, if it's all you know, so serious. I mean, I mean, as soon as the game's over, what they're thinking about is is going snacks. to ski, ski Bob's. Yeah, we, we had or ski snacks. Bob's out of Bay Creek, man. The snow cones. Yeah, uh, that, they, that's they love that's it. The,
1: tr- the the kids will teach you that if you pay attention. Like people, parents get upset or upset all the time. Like oh, they don't care, they don't, they don't. Yeah, they, they want to win, but their day is not defined by if they win. Like they're gonna go get snacks and yeah. like you give them snacks after the game. It's, it's awesome. It's, and, it's go time.
0: And who am I spending the night with? Yeah. Can we go hang out? Yeah. Can, can I hang out with so-and-so? Can so-and-so That's come a whole pod up? by come the way
1: with? of who we let our kids spend the night with. That's a whole pod. All right, write,
0: Joel and write that down. Got it. We definitely, that's a whole, pod I've gotten there. in trouble for that in the past. Cause I wouldn't let my kids spend the night at, at certain people's houses. We have two families. So we
1: have two that we've spent the night at.
0: We do a whole podcast on that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do a whole podcast on travel sports. Yeah, that's good. So, so we're, we're going to get into that. So, so Billy's demeanor leads me to, I want to talk about motivation and coaching. Proper motivation. I have seen some of these coaches. I didn't play football myself. So I, I know football is a little bit different beast, and you, you can speak to that. But I've seen these coaches where they're just dog cussing out, like the head coach, high school head coach, cussing out the other coaches Oh, yeah. Fighting. And, and cussing out the players. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm more of the philosophy of creating a positive, encouraging. Like, for me, I'm going to thrive when I'm encouraged, not when somebody's just brow-beating me. What are your thoughts on that? Like, proper I think, motivation. I think, I, think I think the hard,
1: the hard thing, of the, the other side of that coin is people are going to say, you get your best out of people when you put them in pressure situations or make them, keep them on edge. What I'll say is this, and, and even college football, when I came into the game and started doing game day and all the stuff 10 12 years ago like it was more dictatorships in college football than anything else like the I, head coach the hecta- head coaches mm-hmm. were dictators they were above reproach that's completely changed now and, and social media has changed that and players account players being able to tweet out and say this happened and you know that's that doesn't fly anymore like that's not going to fly um, but it's also been a dramatic shift because like Bobby Bowden was one of the first coaches to do it. He he coached with love. He did it with love. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to do it with fear. He didn't have to do it with yelling. He lets you know he loved you. That doesn't mean he can't get after you. Dabo Sweeney. That's his whole, he loves his people.
0: And the whole environment that he's created. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. But,
1: it's, but it's about love. Ryan Day is more chill. Um, listen, all these coaches are going to get on you still. And they're still going to say words that you probably don't like and that people don't want to hear sometimes. But that's also life, too. I mean, every song you find, if you're going to find the clean version, you got to search it. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. like that's not abnormal. So, but I definitely think it's, the, it, it's shifted because the way our kids are have shifted. These kids need to know two things when it comes to coaching they, they need to know that you love them. That's number one. They need to know that you absolutely care about them and that you love them. And these are kids for anything, by the way, not just coaching. They need to know you care about them because if they care about, you know, they know you care about them, and you're messing around with them, joking with them, they know they can listen to you, they can trust you. And they need to know the why. Because back in your generation and even mine, if my dad said, Go in the yard right now and dig a hole, I'd be like, How big? If you told Jolan to go dig a hole, you'd say, why? Why am I digging a hole? Uh, what's the point? What are you doing with it? It's not what I said. I said, go dig a hole. Like the kids now, they need to know the why. The just doing things to do things, it doesn't fly anymore. And, you know, one more thing. And this this will take some people off if anybody listens. Um
0: <laughs> Which, <laughs> which, we're hope, we're hopeful for, we're, but we'll see if that happens. You know, all
1: twelve of you listen. Um, <laughs> my, my all twelve of my family members. I
0: know your parents
1: will. Listen. My mom and dad, mom <laughs> and dad will. Okay, we have, and this this is this was a big topic with my in my household this past week. So many kids now struggle when it's hard. They quit when difficult things come. They quit. The generation of quitters. The generation of easy. Why?
0: Why it's, do they quit?
1: Why, why, is the, why is this generation of kids, quote-unquote, softer? Why Parents say that all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this generation is different. This isn't like my – I have parents of my football coaches that say, this generation is so much different than mine. Are you the parent? You control that. Mm-hmm. That's the fact. I talk to one of these players all the time, all these dads all the time, and it just – all the time I'm talking to him about it. Now, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. You ever thought about it? As you? Maybe thought about like, hey, life's difficult. Just like when the kids get hurt in football. Okay. We don't, we don't have a lot of, thank God we don't have a lot of serious injuries. And you dang sure don't have it in football at six, seven, eight. What happens? They fall down. Like, oh my God, we make a production of it. Like Jacob, Jacob Smith got hurt this past week in the game. He looks like he got shot. I mean, Rolling around all over the place. I walk up to him. I'm like, hey, man, if you can fart, you'll be okay. And he starts (laughs) laughing. You know, like,
0: but I'm like, all right, get up. Like, get up. He's watched a lot of soccer games. (laughs)
1: Yes, you ain't lying, but get up and walk (laughs) off. Like, I I just, it's interesting to me with so many parents that complain about this generation. When you're in control of how your kid handles situations, you're in control about how you talk to your kids. You're in control about your kid's uh, behaviors mannerisms all they all they do is I sit on an ipad did you give them the ipad well they, they're they just texting all the time they're on their cell phones all the time there's another topic cell phones yeah <laughs> did you give them the cell phone oh, i mean I, I just write that down i just I, that that to, and then again that might take people off but it's a hundred percent fact like it's the truth that is a hundred yeah. you control that
0: my tennis coach had a saying at Jacksonville State, uh, Coach Bailey. I'd love to talk about him sometime, but he always said – he called me dog. It started off Apparently, as big, you were a big dog. I was big dog, but then it just turned into dog. Why? I don't, Just no, transition? Maybe some bigger freshmen came in after uh, me. Ah, they were bigger dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but he would say – he'd say dog. Like, if, if somebody was acting up on the tennis court, like throwing their rackets, smashing rackets, acting like a fool – he would always say, Dog, it's all in the upbringing. It's all, it's all, it's, it's how someone is raised. And he had a philosophy. So his, his philosophy was to recruit players from good families. Yeah. So uh, it's which all is in, smart. It's all in the upbringing. And,
1: and, 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 and Dabo does that more. Dabo's yeah. more, con- he offers people later and he's more, um, selective with with who he goes after. I, I think it's an important component because you figure out um, you figure out what's your what's important. Because the big, the biggest thing we're trying to figure out is what makes the kids tick. Yeah, and that's always what you want to figure out. But the, obviously, backgrounds have a lot to do with what makes people tick. I mean, that's a that's a fact. You know, you can you can tell usually by family dynamics. You know, what's important to people and uh, who's in their life and what they're what they're going to struggle with sometimes. And you can you can get to know the person. So I. I, I see that. I understand. That's. A, I think that's yeah. a sound philosophy. Unless they unless they can't play, that's kind of that's kind of an important component. They got to like yes, family background dynamics good, but like first we better be really good at or like you better be good at the sport, and oh, then right, yeah. and then you're okay. He's got good behavior. So if you have
0: two equally talented people. Take the one with the. I'm taking the one with the good family. Yeah, the good the good upbringing and it's your character and and so. You mentioned uh, one of the lessons we learned from sports is quitters never win and winners never quit. And we're going to talk about that in the next podcast, which reminds me of a story of you wrestling with a singlet. Ooh. But I think we'll save that for the next podcast. Because you just, you
1: just wanted to put that out there. So I'm putting that out there as a teaser no, for just, the people. Just think about the people. That we'll me in a singlet at 250 pounds. Okay, we'll just leave that yeah, there Yeah, so me. we're,
0: we're going to leave that there. <laughs> and I think, I mean, we're only getting started in lessons learned from sports. Just getting so, started. So we'll have several. Uh, we're just trying to keep this, it so short
1: because we know the attention spans of people are
0: not strong, including this guy. Because of us. Including so, this guy. It's parents' fault, remember? So we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode of Family Goals with Pastor Jay and David Pollock.